Welcome to the Real View podcast, where Ohio realtors connect you to innovators and influencers, keeping you with the real view of real estate. Whether you're a broker, agent, first time home buyer, industry leader, or just happen to stumble upon our podcast today, you can expect to hear tips, tools, tricks, interesting information, and so much more from the experts in Ohio's real estate game. Hey everyone, welcome to today's episode of the Real View Podcast. I'm your host, Allison Wiley. With me today is our special guest, Terry Wagoner. He is a realtor, a speaker, the co-owner, operator of Ferris Property Group, and a member of the Boom Team, which I just think that's like the coolest name when I was doing research for <laughs> this episode. I was like, that is so cool. And I, I have to figure out uh, where that name came from because I just think that's so fun. But uh, we can get into that. That is a low bar, by the way. Like for you to be like, I just like the name of this team. Like that's you're easily impressed, Allison. <laughs> I like that about you. This is a great start. Well, thank you. Thank you. No, I think it's really cool. And I do want to hear um, the story behind that name. I bet I bet there's a cool. Okay. Well, we'll see. Yeah, yeah. But before we get started, I have to ask our signature question that we have all of our guests on the podcast answer, which is, what is the best view that you've ever seen? That's a great question. My favorite view is whenever I see a scoreboard where Ohio State football has lost the football game, <gasps> that is the greatest view. No, I'm just kidding. I just teasing. <laughs> <laughs> no. That's a totally different answer with, than what I was going to say, but I think I do love that view. No, so I have a group of friends and I go to like Gatlinburg, like right outside Gatlinburg every year. And we go up and there's this uh, Airbnb cabin that we always rent. And it's like just at the very top of like the tallest mountain there. So you just get a survey, kind of the whole thing. And it's majestic and incredible. And it's like one of those views where you're like, it just doesn't seem like it's real. You know, like you're like, this is so unbelievable. I don't know that it's real. And so it's just, it's crazy. So we love it. And we just get to you know, shout things off the top of the mountain, which is always fun too, and just have a great time. So that that's me. How would you answer that though? Because I love this question and I'm curious about what, because you've heard a lot of these answers, right? A lot of people have answered. What's your answer, Allison, for what's the greatest view you've ever seen? Don't say anything about football. <laughs> well, it's funny. So Terry and I have been chatting for about uh, 20 minutes before we started recording. And uh, we talk quite a bit about football. So that is on our brains right, right now. And for our Ohio people who are listening and big Buckeye fans, he's a Michigan fan. So you know, yeah, ugh, and everyone just clicked off. Everyone just clicked off. <laughs> yeah. like, I'm not Shut listening the to the podcast off. with the Michigan fans today. Sorry, what are you what am That's I doing, right. Allison? Who, who interviews Michigan fans? No, <laughs> I know, right? You didn't know. In fairness to you, you did not know. It's true. It's true. Mano, I think <laughs> Like, I'm so simple and I'm such a homebody and like, you know, my best moments, and this is like, so like lame of me to say, but like my best moments are just like when I'm at home on my couch on like a cold evening with like a glass of red wine and with my little, my pets mm-hmm. around me and like watching a great Netflix yes. or watching football and with like a fireplace going like that is like my happy place. So that is, that is the happy probably place. so lame that I don't have like amazing, like vacation stories to, to no, share? I don't think so at all. I love that too. Like I'm kind of a homebody yeah. too, which I'm really like when I talk to people, I'm really extroverted, but actually I love nothing more than just like solitude and yes. homebody life and like my little family around and all like, that's just the best, you know, it's my favorite. 
So I totally get it. I'm with you. No, that's my favorite. Yeah, that's my favorite. And I, you know, I've been on amazing vacations and, you know, all over the Caribbean and beautiful beaches and and things like that. And on top of the, you know, the Eiffel Tower in Paris, but like nothing compares to just being in your own home. Like, I just love it. (laughs) I know. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. You've been on top of the Eiffel Tower. That's pretty Yeah. So we went as a family. It was a family trip. Uh, My mom, dad, brother, and sister right before COVID in 2019. We were so lucky because we almost pushed it a year just with everybody's schedules, but we fit it in in 2019 and uh, did London and Paris, a two week uh, trip and uh, went to the top of the Eiffel Tower at sunset. And it was phenomenal, beautiful. The views, you can see the entire city of Paris, you know, you can see St. Chapelle, you can see uh, Notre Dame Cathedral. I mean, it's, it was very cool trip of a lifetime for sure. My family and I still talk about it all the time, but (laughs) that's awesome. So I want to, we're going to talk about everything, but real estate, which makes me (laughs) the happy too. But I have like my little plans for my family and the vacations we're going to take. Doing a London Paris trip is on there. And I think like it was two weeks, right? Like, was that enough time or it was the right amount of time? It was perfect. And, you know, we almost wish we had longer to spend in London. And it's so easy to get around Europe. So connected. We we took a train from London to Paris and we're there in two and a half hours. Like it's, it's awesome. It It was a trip of a lifetime. I'm obsessed. I would move to London tomorrow. I know some people on, oh, some people on this podcast, I think we've talked about Europe before with the real view question and I would move to London tomorrow. so cool. Europe's awesome. It's very cool. So definitely take your family. It's a trip of a lifetime. Yeah. You got to send me all the things to do. Like send me all the things that you thought were awesome. I'm like in the next five years, I'm going to make this happen. Oh, you have to send me everything. I will. I will. It's so cool. We worked with um, a travel agency who planned a lot of it for us, which is awesome, but I can send you our agenda. I mean, we had every day from about 7am until 10pm at night, we were out and about, I had 20,000 steps a day. It was, it was Awesome. Wow. So I will you see did you. It all. Yeah, I will. I will be happy to share that with you. So I will grab I love that. It. Yeah, I'll grab that for you. So let's get into you now. I want to hear. Well, <laughs> less exciting, but we could do that. That's yeah, fine. Yeah, I want to hear about you. Um, how did you get started in real estate? Was this always something you know you had interest in? Did it kind of fall into your lap? Tell us a little bit about you, your background, and and starting your company. Has anybody ever answered? From the time I was a little boy, I knew I wanted to be in real estate. Nobody, right? No. no. That never happens. That never happens. So me neither. We talked before we were on, like I wanted to be like a sports broadcaster and stuff, but then I didn't want to travel that much and live in podunk wherever, which is kind of what, like what you have to do. So what I did, I after school, I had a friend of mine uh, who had been in real estate and is now my business partner. He's also on the Boom team. His name is Todd. He started in real estate and ended up kind of recruiting me, but it took him like five years because I just was like... I was going to do it and then no, and then do it. No. But finally I jumped in with him and his wife, Megan, and the three of us were best friends from college. So that's how we knew each other. And Todd was like, uh, he said, you're wired a lot like I am. And I really like this career. And so you, I think you would too. So I jumped with him and did, and I was just an agent on their team for the first couple of years. And then they felt like I was bringing enough to the table to kind of bring me into a partnership. And now we've grown it. And our little independent brokerage is now about 50 people or so, which is really fun here in the Indianapolis market. And we have just the best people and all that. So the boom thing too, by the way. So we started the podcast, right? The boom real estate podcast. So we're, I love podcasts. This is like a second home. It's the best. Yes. But we started that goodness, like five years ago, I think, because we would get together the three of us and do like business planning and strategy and like have some cocktails and just have a great time. And so we were like, 
we should make a podcast. And we would find ourselves saying all the time, like we would have a good idea. And then we'd like, boom, real estate. Like we would just kept saying that as like an, a punctuation on our sentences. So then that's, that's for better or worse. We're not great at naming things. We said, we're going to have the boom real estate podcast. We're going to call ourselves the boom team. And then that led to us connecting with wonderful people all over, which you yourself have done, I know. And so then sometimes we get invited to come and uh, speak or to do webinars or trainings and things like that. So we do a little bit of that on the side, but most of our day-to-day is running our team and working with buyers and sellers and all that stuff that everybody else is doing too. So it's fun. Well, that's just so cool. Yeah, no, I just I just think that's such a fun name. And I was like, I have to hear the story behind that. So thanks for much. Well, it was at a bar. We were having drinks and that's how it ended up, right? But that's you know, like some of the best ideas come from those kind of nights, right? I don't know why, but I don't think that that is uncommon yeah. whatsoever. I feel like that's that's typical. Sometimes great ideas come from those nights. So I think you're right. And that's why like when you go to conferences, for example, some of the best time is when you're hanging out with people after, like you've kind of been fed these thoughts all day long and they're like hanging around in your brain. And then it all comes out in conversation and you have great ideas and good new things happen. So it's amazing. So true. No, absolutely. And you spoke at our uh, broker summit back in October. Uh, so thanks. I was booed right off the stage, which they said had never happened before. Oh, no. That was the first ever to be kicked out of the room. No, <gasps> oh my gosh. Was I was going to say, what happened? <laughs> No, it was great. I'm just yeah, playing. It was yeah. fun. You guys have wonderful people, wonderful people. And and we've been over there a couple of times, probably three or four times to different Ohio realtors and different groups and stuff. So it, it's a good group of people, Midwestern people, right? Yeah. That's the best. No, and Terry, Terry lives <laughs> in Indianapolis. So shout out to a fellow Midwestern, when mess, Midwesterner neighboring uh, state. That's right. So very cool. So like I said, you were at the broker summer. You spoke to our brokers in the room on some ways that they could kind of better themselves in both life and business. And I wanted to bring you on to share some of that to our listeners who maybe were not able to attend uh, that broker summit, I wanted them to get an opportunity to hear some of this great information and advice that you shared at uh, the broker summit. So why don't you kick us off with starting? Uh, what What do you got for us? Tell us a little bit about you know what you coach our brokers and our realtors into how that they can make their life and business better. Yeah, we. So one of the sessions that we talked about was just real estate on purpose, and the idea is, I think a lot of times in real estate we get sold a false narrative, and that is you can have an amazing business and blow it up, but you're not going to have much of a personal life and you're going to have to sacrifice time with family. And it's a 24 seven job. I always like joke around. Sometimes people that are coming into the business, they say, I want to get into real estate because I like the flexible schedule. And then I laugh and laugh. Right. And I heard somebody say, Real estate is very flexible. You can work whichever 18 hours a day you want to, (laughs) right? (laughs) That can be kind of a good line. So we have that to where I think a lot of times we feel like that's the only way to have real business success and you have to sacrifice your family or you can have a full social calendar and a great family life, but don't ever expect to sell a lot of real estate. And I think kind of the whole the tagline of our podcast is build an amazing business so that you can build an amazing life. So we don't think, we think you can do both. It came to a head for me when I, on Father's Day, my son had filled out a little paper that was all about dad and it's like dad's favorite food and all this stuff. And my son on one of the questions that said, dad always says, and my son filled in, I am busy. And that was because I had been blowing up my business. We doubled our income from the previous year. And so that was fantastic. But I was sacrificing all of that on the backside, all the family time and all that stuff. So I was too busy for them. So 
my partners and I kind of work to figure out how do we make changes because we don't want to go backwards in business. You know, we want to keep growing. We're ambitious people. We have big lofty goals for our careers and for our lives as well. So we want to chase after those things, but not, we're not willing to sacrifice our family or our health or our personal life or our friends or whatever uh, matters to us in our personal life. So we tried to really work on that. And honestly, like the biggest thing is going to be the calendar, I think, for people and the daily schedule and time blocking and all those things that, uh, that we resist, but we also know that it's the golden ticket. You know, there's no silver bullet in this industry, but if there was going to be the closest thing, it's a daily schedule and it's time blocking and things like that. It makes a massive impact. There really is enough time in the day to fit everything in and to get everything done if you're really on purpose and intentional about how you control your schedule. So I think that setting expectations with your clients is huge, but I think that we've got to really commit. And what I told the people a couple of weeks ago in the room is that what I would love to see and what I've done in my own business is pushing all appointments into the afternoon so that the morning time is protected. So you've got your morning routine, whatever that is for everybody. Some people it's working out, some people it's prayer and some people it's meditation, whatever it is, whatever gets you in that place, do that to start your day. And then the morning should be all your product or your proactive, like lead gen, lead follow up, finding homes for your buyers, doing your sphere marketing campaigns. The rest of the day in the afternoon can just go out of control and that's fine. Like let that go. You chase the appointments or answer phone calls and all that stuff. But if you can control the first two or three hours of your day, and if you do that 80% of the time, and not even 100% of the time, because it's real estate and it's life, but 80% of the time, Mm-hmm. And that's going to have a massive impact. And I think, so we resist that. But if you look at the top people in your market, in my market, every single market, the big dogs, the top producers are extremely strict about what their schedule looks like, you know? So that to me is a great starting point is just trying to get that under control, you know? This episode of The Real View is brought to you by the Ohio Association of Community Colleges. Ohio's network of community colleges provides accessible training that accommodates the busy lifestyles of aspiring real estate professionals at half the price of a traditional university. With convenient locations in every part of the state, as well as online options, Ohio's community colleges are your smart choice for pre-licensing education. For more details or to start the journey to a real estate career, Visit the education page at ohiorealtors.org and then click on the pre-licensed course locations. Time management is a skill. And I think um, it's a skill, you know, that not everyone necessarily has just naturally. Do you have any like tips or ways that, you know, people can, our realtors and our members can develop uh, time management and what does a healthy time management skill look like? So a couple of just like little hacks and tips is when you're in those morning sessions, when you're in the middle of your lead follow-up, your lead gen, all that important stuff, the phone has to go on do not disturb, which makes a lot of people mad and a lot of people freak out and they say, oh, I always answer my phone. And that's something I your realtors is that we've got to stop taking pride in always answering our phone. Because if I'm coaching my son's little league game and I get a call from a client and I answer that, that doesn't make me a good realtor. It makes me a bad father, right? So 
the glorification of us always answering our phone or always being there for our clients, I think we've got to try to break that narrative and change it. So when you're focused, my phone now is on do not disturb 24 seven. So my phone never rings. My phone is for outbound calls only. And people will freak out and say, oh, you're going to miss the million dollar call. Well, maybe that's true. But because I'm able to be so much more productive, I will generate three times the amount of business that I would miss. And by the way, I don't think I've ever lost out on business because I don't answer my phone. So just from a starting point, I would say get control of your mornings, silence your phone. I love the idea of wearing headphones, even if you don't listen to anything at all, because people assume you're on a call or they assume you're listening to something. They assume and they don't interrupt you as much if you're like in an office environment or even a family environment. And then I also there's two more little apps that I use to really crank out productivity. One is brain.fm. And all it is is background music. There's all this science that says you're more productive. And this is why you, when you listen to our music, you're more productive. I don't know if any of the science is legit, but I know when I'm headphones in listening to brain.fm, I get a lot more done. So there's that. And then the other thing is some kind of Pomodoro app or basically a timer that says you're going to work for 25 minutes and then take a five minute break and then 25 minutes on five minutes off. And if you do that, if you combine all those together, you will get so much done in those little 25 minute blocks. It will be shocking to you. So I really recommend those kind of little just strategic hacks to get more done when you have that focus time, but you've got to commit to it too. Like it starts with you making the kind of the binary decision that says my goals matter more to me than other people's agendas for me, which is what all the Mm -hmm. inbound calls are. It's what our email is. It's everyone that wants something from us. You've got to decide your goals for yourself and your business and your family matters more than those agendas that are coming in. Yeah, absolutely. And, And I like what you said about, you know, making it a commitment because it's hard to change habits. And that's kind of what I'm seeing is like, you essentially need to build uh, this habit of taking that time for yourself in the mornings and not let the outside world uh, kind of bombard and derail your day. But it's hard to build a habit. Yeah. It's hard to find consistency. Do you have any tips or bits of advice into how our realtors can build that consistency? Yeah, I think you've got to start small. Like the phone on do not disturb. I didn't start just say, I'm never going to let my phone ring again. I did it for an hour. And then I realized that the world didn't melt and Mm -hmm. that I got a lot done in that hour, right? So just, I would say for whatever it is, for any little productivity or habits you're trying to form, figure out small attainable wins that you can build momentum on. So if it's, let's say you're trying to build a habit of making calls to for sale by owners or something, make it so that when you start, you just have to dial one time. And that's it. And do that every day for two weeks. Say, I'm going to dial. You'll probably in two weeks, if you make one call a day, that's 10 calls. You maybe will talk to one person. You will probably leave two voicemails and that's it. But if you make it something that's so small and bite-sized or posting a video, you don't have to say, I'm going to go through all the market stats now for all of my followers. You could say, instead, I'm going to send one video text to my best friend to say hi. And I'm going to just figuring out what is the smallest little win you can get for yourself and then start hitting that every day. Or if it's exercise, you could say, I'm going to jog in place for 60 seconds, or I'm going to do five sit-ups or whatever it is, something super small. And then you can build on it from there. And then the habit is taking root and you can always add on to it, but just start small and make little adjustments because those add up 
into massive, massive wins over time. They do. And it's a lot easier to kind of digest. It's like, okay, maybe I just need to, you know, try this today, try this today and build up on it over time. And like you said, it'll pay off, you know, once you get a couple months into it. And another thing too, I think that is great to mention is the importance of technology and how there's so much out there that can help automate your life, that can help free up some time. Is there any technology out there that you would recommend? I know you mentioned some apps and things like that. Uh, that you use, but is there anything out there that for realtors that can help them automate their business and free up some spare time for them? Well, I highly recommend using a fantastic CRM. Everyone's always like, what CRM do you use? And like, we've tried a bunch. We like follow-up boss. They're not a sponsor of anything we ever do or you guys, any of that <laughs> stuff. It's not that, but most of our CRMs do way more than what we use them for. They're super capable. So I would say spending some time digging into your CRM would be the first place to start. And then I would actually look at what can you automate in your personal life to make that part of your life easier. So Mm -hmm. doing things like picking up your groceries instead of going through and shopping, just those or ordering things on Amazon and just having them shipped to you. Like how can you automate your personal life? so that you're freed up to do either spend more time with your loved ones or focus on big things for your business. But I would say the CRM, because I live and die with my CRM and set up as much automation as humanly possible. And then again, back to the over the course of time, it pays off massively. So it's worth the investment for sure. Absolutely. And I know too, on the uh, phone thing, back to that really quick, that um, the new iOS actually has a feature that you can set different do not disturb modes on. Yeah. So you can put one for work. You can put one when you're sleeping. Um, I'm a big fan of do not disturb when you're sleeping. So I'm a big light sleeper. And if that phone buzzes, I'm waking up. But they oh, yeah. have a, you know really great features out there on iPhones that will kind of help with some of this. And you can set certain hours, I think, uh, for it too. So it's, it's yeah. really great. It's really helpful. And two, I think the screen time feature on the iPhone is fascinating. A couple weeks ago, if you ever actually look at it and go deep into that feature, it tells you how much time you spend on each app. I mean, it is fascinating. It blows your mind and it makes you kind of say like, all right, I got to change this. I got to spend more time. The proof is right there and it shows you kind of what you're spending time on. And you you can evaluate if that's something that you want to continue or not. So there's great features out there on your phone. Yeah. One of the things I said when I was in Columbus with you guys was I took all of my social media icons. I didn't delete them because I use them a lot for business. I post a ton of video and just all that stuff, but I hid them on my phone. So if I want to go look at social media stuff, I got to swipe over and over and over to find it and then do it. So instead of just like the muscle memory of I'm standing in line, so let me just pop it up real quick. So just create that intentionality so that, yeah, you're not defaulting. Because it is when you do the screen time stuff, you're like, no way I spent that much time on social media or whatever, you know? It's crazy. It's crazy. And these are just like little small things that you can incorporate into your day-to-day life that will make a big impact um, in the long run, which I think is really cool. Anything else? What other tips or tricks can you share with us today? So I would say, you know, we're recording this towards the end of the year. So as you start to think about 2022, the last couple of years has been extremely challenging. We've been in a market that has not been like anything else we've normally seen. So I think that's required us to do things that we haven't normally done in order to generate business. So I would say, what are the things that you need to add into your 2022 plan that will help you achieve the goals you want to achieve? Because it's been a weird market. It's probably going to continue at least for a while to be a weird market. 
which means we can't just keep doing the same activities and expect the same results. We've got to do new things. So for me, that's meant I've made a lot more calls to my database. I've started calling around my just listeds and just to let people know. I've started calling around in the neighborhoods for my buyers, which a lot of people are sending letters and they've done that for years and I have too, but I started calling this year just having more conversations, which is great because it, again, over time it accumulates. And I think Google is just such a huge win right now. Google My Business and Google Local Service Ads for the win. It's cheap. You do have to spend money to get the local service ads, but I will probably 5X my spend on that in this, like in six months. I've only done it since like March. So however many months that is, seven or eight months, I've already four or five X to my spend for the entire year. So there's a little bit of that to look at, but I would just say like, what are the things you're going to do in the coming months that you haven't done before to up your activities, to increase what you're doing? Just kind of thinking through that. Yeah, absolutely. And it's a great time to do it. Like you said, at the beginning of the year, good time to take inventory on, you know, how you want your year to go and what you're going to do to make yourself better. So Terry, this was awesome. Thank you so much for uh, joining me today. Thanks for sharing these wonderful tips and tricks onto how our realtors can better both their personal and professional lives. This was great. I appreciate it so much, Allison. And thanks to you. Thank you for doing this. I think it's amazing that you guys are putting out this podcast and giving all these ideas to your agents and stuff, your community. So keep doing what you're doing. And thanks for elevating our industry. Appreciate it. Yeah, thank you so much. And you guys definitely take advantage of uh, some of the advice and tips we shared with you all today. It can really make a big impact on your life and your business. So thank you guys for tuning in. And we will talk to you next week. Thank you for listening to The Real View. That wraps up today's episode. You can keep up with the latest on the podcast at ohiorealtors.org slash The Real View and on Apple or Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. Have questions, comments, or suggestions? We want to hear from you. Email us at podcast at ohiorealtors.org. We'll see you next time. This has been a Humble Pod production. 